What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of We Got a Memo podcast. The first two rounds of the NCAA tournament are done. We look forward to the Sweet 16, among some other news around the sports world. Welcome back. This is podcasting. Alright, so, tournaments have started, some brackets may be broken, but we, at We Got A Memo Podcast, are still going strong in our brackets, and we will get into how we're doing, who we got in our group, all of that, some of the games, takeaways from the first weekend, look look forward to the Sweet 16 and Elite 8, but before we get to March Madness, we have a couple, one for sure, news around the world. I'm going to leave it to Roland after I let you know what it is. Rob Gronkowski retires from the NFL. Roland, please take it away. Uh, I don't even really know what to say. Like, everybody saw this coming within, I mean, since the Super Bowl last year, um, the media was all over him. Like, oh, you thinking about retiring? Um, and so I partially blame them because I think they kind of put that in his mind, um, that, you know, Hey, you're getting kind of old. Um, you know, you're always broken. (laughs) Are you going to retire anytime soon? Um, so I blame the media. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's, it still feels kind of, I mean, I, I haven't been on social media a whole lot recently just because I'm not a huge fan of social media and, like, like what it does to me. Like, I'll sit there and, like, scroll through Instagram for hours. So, like, I try not to try not to stay on social media all that much. But, like, everybody, like, all these Patriot fan pages are posting, like, their thank you edits and all this stuff. And, like, it's all pretty cool, um, you know, to see. And he was a very impactful player on the team. I don't know. I, I mean, probably one of the best tight ends we've had, uh, as, at least in, in my memory. Yeah. He's uh, probably, he's definitely a top three tight end ever, right? Top five for sure. Top three ever for, yeah, I, Oh, just yeah. in general. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, again, like the, I don't know how durable or, or like how long do tight ends last? Like, is nine years a long time? I well, I think it's a little on the shorter end. Like Jason Witten's been playing for a while, right? And he's still going. Yeah. Uh, I think Tony Gonzalez played for a long time. Shannon Sharp played for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just it feels short, um, and I think you know part of that's also probably because like. All the Super Bowls have come since 2014, and like, you know, the Gronk Aaron Hernandez duo um, was, you know, over, or, you know, was like in 2012, was kind of when that ended. 
or maybe earlier than that. So like it, it doesn't feel like he's been around for nine years. Um, it really feels like he's been around since like 2012, which is when he kind of started going solo on the tight end thing. Um, but yeah, it's still, you know, I got my Gronk jersey on. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, he, he's been one of my favorite players to watch on the Patriots. He's just such a big dude and had such an impact on the offense. Like, like, like all the plays, like three people, he's got like three defenders that he's dragging behind him as he's like, you know, crawling into the end zone. Um, so it's just, I mean, the Patriots, I hope they can find someone, um, but I don't think you're ever going to find, or you will. Um, it's going to be a while before they find another player like Gronk. So, um, yeah, it, it's still, I was telling you guys just before this started, it feels kind of unreal. Uh, it'll probably really set in uh, once like the season actually starts back up and all that. But, um, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think part of the shortness of his career has to do with the fact that, like we talked about before we started recording, um, he's been injured a ton. But I think part of that is, like, his play style. Like, he would run through people, try to break every tackle, take huge hits. And that pr- that definitely took a toll on him. Um, but, like you mentioned, he was a beast. He was really unstoppable in his prime um, or even like this playoffs, like everyone knew he was hurt, wasn't a hundred percent against the Chiefs game. Who set him up for those game-winning touchdowns a couple times? Gronk in the Super Bowl. Who made the big play down the seam? Gronk surrounded by three people. One of the best, one of the best weapons Tom Brady has had for sure, and definitely, oh, yeah. definitely uh, respect to Gronk. Never a bad guy. Just fun guy being around, amazing football player. Yeah, I think he really, he also, you know, like really revolutionized the idea of a receiving tight end. Um, yeah. Or like showed how impactful that could be. Um, so that was, that's good too. Yeah. But I Yeah, just to go off, I think Michael kind of said how, how much, I admire him so much for the way he played. Kind of like how he said that he never went down easily, and I think, I think that's part of why he got injured so much. But I think you also have to respect that of him, because most people, when you get injured that often, will just just go down whenever they feel like they can't do it anymore. But Gronk always gave it his all. Uh, um, I think nobody's more happy that he's retiring than the other thirty-one teams in the NFL. Um, I know the Steelers, I guarantee you're so happy right now because they won't have to deal with him, But um, and the AFC East. But I just, yeah, I think, Roland, you said it, that the he changed, I think, how you look at receiving tight ends and how important they are in the NFL. Um, so, yeah, I he's a great player, but... I, th- I, I don't know. I think we said this before the podcast started, but I think he I don't think he's done. I believe he will be back at some point, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. His his agent definitely said he might not be done, so who knows? He maybe 
I think you guys said he might get bored. Maybe maybe he really enjoys it, goes on to do other things. But, um, yeah, def definitely a big hit to the Patriots offense. He was a big mismatch as a blocker. Like I like we said, in his prime, he was a big, strong, fast dude who caught anything his way. Really unstoppable. So, um, whether it affects the Patriots' plans in the draft, you know, there's some good tight ends out there. Who knows? Uh, it could go Iowa tight ends, but maybe they'll get drafted before the Patriots because they know they need a tight end. Who Who is their tight end? Do you know, Roland? The Patriots' tight end? Yeah. With, with Gronk gone, who would be their tight end? Yeah, right? No one. <laughs> I have no idea. I'll, I'll look it up while you guys are talking. I think that's a big thing because, they, you know, he has uh, the Patriots have Edelman. They lost Patterson, so they have Edelman and Gronk, and now Gronk's gone, so they have Edelman. He's, a, he's not a big mismatch type guy. He's getting old, too. So Patriots definitely need some weapons. Um, yeah. Who knows if he'll come back. Yeah. I kind of wish, like, obviously, you know, everybody retires on their own time, like, when they feel ready. It would have been a little nicer if it was closer to the Super Bowl than, uh, you know, now that the draft is a couple, what, like a month Oh, I, I see what you mean. So you wish yeah. it was earlier in the off season. Yeah, I mean, not to take anything away from his, but, you know, as, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. All right. That uh, way, if we wanted to pick up someone early on in the free agency and stuff yeah. like that, it would have been a little bit easier. Uh, but don't but, you think, though, don't you think Gronkowski had this, has had many discussions with Belichick and the GM about how he's seriously considering about retiring? So they had to have seen this coming. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. One thing for sure, you can't doubt Belichick. He knows what he's doing. Yep. It's worked so far, so they've overcome a lot worse, and so we'll see what happens. Um, That's the biggest news in the NFL. One thing I heard, though, I'm, this, I'm talking directly to Zay, was apparently a report came out that at one, a couple years ago in a game, Ben Roethlisberger purposely fumbled a ball because he didn't like a play call. And this is coming out amidst all the reports with Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Basically, bad-mouthing Ben as a bad leader, thinks he's the owner. And this this report comes out. I haven't seen the clip, but it's gotten to the point where you're not really surprised that this something like this could happen with Ben, right? So, Xavier, state of the Steelers, no Brown, no Bell, just Big Ben. Yeah, uh, I think we'll be okay. Um, but with that whole Ben thing, uh, I think personally, I agree that Ben probably isn't the best leader, but I do not think he fumbled the ball on purpose. Um, I just... I find that hard to believe. Uh, the offensive lineman came out and said that he's a good leader. He wouldn't fumble the ball. So I, just, I have a hard time believing that. But I also, I know he's not the best leader uh, just because of things that have happened in the past and the way he's handled some things. But 
I yeah, I don't know. But I think for the Steelers offense, I think they'll be okay. James Conner has shown that he can handle the load. Um, he had a good, good season last year. Um, I think well, wide receivers, Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be the number one. I think he's going to be okay. Um, yeah, we'll miss Antonio Brown and Bell, but um, I still think we'll be able to put up points. Uh, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, you guys, you can't discount Big Ben. Um, you know, however he is as a leader, he's a real good quarterback. Yep. Um, yeah, maybe some question marks at weapons. Like you said, Connor and Juju, you lost Jesse James, but you still got Vance McDonald. Yeah. Um, and you're really good at developing wide receivers. Yep. De- defense got some studs, so uh, Steelers are definitely into it. One thing I will ask about is the previous years Ben's contemplated retirement, but I haven't heard anything about that this year. Do you think that's because Bell and Brown are gone? So now it's like the offense revolves around Ben now, so it's like his offense, his team. Do you think now that that's the case, he's happy and not, I don't want to say threatening retirement, but kind of threatening retirement? Um, I think it helps that Bell and Brown are gone, so I think he might stay longer, but um, he's actually he's working on a contract extension actually right now, mm-hmm. and the GM came out and said that this is probably his last contract extension in the NFL, so... However, for many years it's extended. I'm gonna guess he'll play through that extension and then be done. All right. So, I, I he brought it up just because I think, um, again, like Rowan said with Gronkowski, Gronkowski, just because the media brought it up to him before, um, and so I think he started thinking about retiring. But I, I, I think he still has a few years left. I think he still wants to play. Um, although I would not be surprised if he wins the Super Bowl um, in the next couple years if he retires after that. All right. So we'll see. All right. So um, unless you guys have anything else from the NFL, I am going to move us towards just a quick shout-out to, well, not really a shout-out, just to bring awareness. NHL playoffs are starting soon. Yes. It's um, definitely an exciting time, definitely some of the best playoffs out there for sure. Um, Ovi Ovechkin, two goals away from 50, which is a big accomplishment. I hope he gets that. I was at a Caps game yesterday. He didn't score, but who knows? He's still got a couple games. They're, they're leading the, the NHL in points, I think my roommate told me. So definitely fun. Something to look forward to if you aren't getting your fix through the NBA or missing out on NFL. I recommend hockey. It's, it's a good yep. sport. Um... Any soccer news, Roland Xavier, that you want to point out? I mean, not really. Uh, all the everybody's on international break right now, so all the international teams are playing. Gotcha. I saw France men's team, the people, the team that won the the FIFA World Cup this past summer. They beat Iceland four nothing today. So also shout out over the weekend, U.S. beat Ecuador one nothing. Yeah. So go yeah. USA. Um, always good to see USA soccer win an international game. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So let's get into what we all really care about March Madness. So it's a big deal. Obviously my work has a bracket. The winner gets $500. 
Um, we were we put the games on the screen. I was watching them throughout the day because you know they're on the screen, and I got to know how my bracket's doing. But so we have a few people in our bracket. I am currently leading, tied for first place. I was very nervous because um, I'm sure we'll get into it. Tennessee almost lost to Iowa in a overtime victory. Some other we obviously all four of us are in there. We got some of our friends in there. Um, yeah, can you give some of these people's names? Yes. So, <laughs> what our prediction model is that Alice or is that just the model? I don't know if it's. I think I don't know if Alice made the thing based off the model, but okay. I think it's Alice's model. I don't know. What all right. So, th- well, well, let me explain. So we have this model that John's girlfriends ran, right? And basically, like, a big statistical thing, running all these... Yeah, in her stats class. Yeah, okay. So it was in her stats class, and basically what team they predicted to win, they have Kentucky. And I was going off in our group chat, being how, like, this model's dumb. One, Kentucky's not winning. They're too young. They're not good enough. But also, stats doesn't account for stuff like heart and seniors and free throws, and all this other stuff that's definitely important in bracket picking. So, for me, all I want to do is Very beat... well. I just want to beat this model. But they're <laughs> tied with me for first place right now. And, like I said, they have Kentucky winning. Roland and I, we actually changed our picks. I think we said Duke or someone else last week. Um, so, I'll get into... I changed mine to Tennessee. One, because... I think there's some crazy stat, like 75% of people pick Duke to win. And I just want to be a little different. You know, like, I, I, I still think Duke could win. Um, There's definitely still the favorites. But I went with Tennessee. Uh, They were runner-ups in the SEC tournament. They were ranked in the top 10 all season long. They were ranked number one at one point. And they got some dudes. Um, They can definitely score... They're good at free throws, which is going to be big late in games. And they're just big, long, athletic SEC team. Talented and can shoot the ball. So I think they got a lot of pieces that could win. Um, My concern for them going forward is in both their games, they've had big leads. And then it was closer. Um, It came down real close, especially against Iowa. But against, I think they played Colgate. Um, it, it ended close, closer than I thought, so, um, that's my concern, they gotta, you know, keep pressing on, but I think they could definitely win the whole tournament, and that's why I picked them. Um, uh, yeah. go, go ahead, Zay, go ahead. Oh, uh, no, I was just gonna make a pretty overall comment about the whole, the first two rounds. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, there were some close games, but... I thought overall it was pretty disappointing. Um, In terms of... uh, Yeah, no big upsets. Um, Probably UC Irvine was the biggest one, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they didn't even... I mean, they didn't even make it to the second round. So I just... I don't know. I mean, they were good games, don't get me wrong, but I I still would have liked to see some some bigger upsets. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I... Before we get into other matches, Roland, why don't you talk about why you changed your pick? Okay, yeah. Um, I, you know, I was I felt really on the fence between Duke and UNC. 
going into the podcast, and then you guys kind of temporarily changed my mind, I thought. And then I got back out of it, and I'm, I was making my brackets, and I just, you know, it just kind of felt like, Zion, undoubtedly, Zion is the best player in college basketball. He right definitely now. proved I, that last night, without a doubt. I think that, I mean, it's, it's clear that, I, I think that that's why Duke is the number one team in basketball right now. Um, and I just, you know, this tournament is long. Um, it's got a lot of ups and downs in it. Um, every team you face is an eliminate or every game you play is an elimination game. Um, like, you have to be on 100% of the time. And I just, like, it feels like almost like too good to be true sort of um, for Duke to win it all as the number one seed with the number one basketball player and all this. And like I, like I said last week, I feel like Zion carries Duke. Like they definitely have a lot of great, great players on their team, but I feel like Zion, I mean, he put up 30 points yesterday to make sure that they beat. Yeah. Um, Against so UCF, just, he hit some big threes late in the game, and he's he's not known as a shooter, but he sunk some big threes to keep him in the game. Yeah, yeah, and I just wonder, I don't think he can keep that up. Um, so, assuming, you know, and I I think they'll beat. Well, that's a good game too. It's a it's against a a conference, um, another conference team. They're going up against Virginia Tech. That's going to be a hard-fought game for them because Virginia Tech, last time they played, I guess they had their number one player out as well, uh, and they beat Duke. So that's going to be a tough test for them. And then if they make it through that, they have to go up against Michigan State uh, in the Elite Eight or LSU, um, and that's going to be a tough game because LSU is scary-looking. Yeah, they've Um, got some big athletic guys too. They're really scary looking and I think a lot of people underestimated them because of all the stuff that happened. I I definitely underestimated them. I had them losing to Maryland in the th- round of 32. Way off. it was a close game, but look watching both teams, I I terrible pick. Absolutely. I feel the same way. <laughs> I had them losing to Yale. Um, yeah, me too. I changed that pick the day of and Yeah. I mean it was close, so, but um and then, so I I have them losing to Michigan State uh, in the Elite Eight um, because Michigan State's got Tom Izzo, Cassius Winston. Uh, I feel like they have the experience. Um, and I think that, that they will uh, beat Duke in the Elite Eight. And then, so my champion is Gonzaga uh, against North Carolina, who beats, I have to check real quick. Um, Tennessee? I believe it's, yeah, who beats Tennessee. So my final four is Michigan State, Gonzaga, Tennessee, North Carolina, and then I have Gonzaga beat North Carolina in the championship. So a rematch of 2016, Yep, yep, good stuff. Um, Xavier, do you want to talk about your Duke pick? Um, I mean, <laughs> my, the rest of my bracket is uh, 
kind of awful, but I, I just, I think Duke, um, it's simple. I just think Duke is the best basketball team, um, overall. Yeah, Zion's, um, the best player in college basketball, but I, I mean, RJ Barrett is good. I just, they have other good players, so I just, I don't know. I just, that's why I'm going with Duke. I think it's going to be tough for someone to stop Zion the whole game. Like UCF yesterday couldn't stop him all game. Um, that's why 30 points and won them the game, basically. Um, I just think it's going to be tough for a team to shut them down. So that's why I went with Duke. Although, I, I honestly would not be surprised, though, if North, I almost changed my pick to North Carolina winning the whole thing against Duke in the championship game because uh, they know how to beat Duke. But I I didn't just because of Zion. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So, John, who isn't here tonight, picked UNC um, for, I'm sure, many of the reasons they just talked about. Uh, they looked real good yesterday against Washington. Um, so, uh, before we, you know, get into it, I'll, we have, uh, I'm in the, we're in the pool, we mentioned the model slash John's girlfriend, we're not really sure whose it is, we will find out for you next week, um, Roland, I'm guessing Cole is your brother, right? It's yeah. not your brother, Coleman, right, Xavier? No. Okay, um, we got my old roommate, Connor, uh, Roland's girlfriend, my, and two of my friends, Nick and Peter, Everyone's still in it. Um, it. The favorites in our pool are Duke and UNC. And then there's one Kentucky, one uh, Tennessee, and one Gonzaga. So, you know, everyone's still in it. Um, that is true. The, the, the weird thing about this bracket is that in the Sweet 16, it's all one through four seeds except for Oregon in the south which I called, and Auburn in the Midwest, who just beat Kansas. And let me just say, if Auburn shoots like they did the rest of the tournament, they will win, because they were on fire against Kansas. They scored 89 points against Kansas. Yeah. So, um, matchups to look forward to, like you talked about, Roland, Duke, Virginia Tech. Uh, ACC games are always competitive, and like you said, Zion comes back, but Virginia Tech has their best player. And then LSU plays Michigan State. That's a tough bracket, especially for Duke if they do win. I think if they are playing Michigan State, who I picked, Michigan State, like you said, Tom Izzo, senior leadership shooting, but they're also a very physical team, and they could wear down um, Zion. And I think they have some depth, so if one guy gets in foul trouble, they can throw him right back at him. So that was one thing I didn't like. I thought Taco fall did not play smart fouling out yesterday i think i think they would have won the game if he hadn't fouled out because you got you got to know if you got four fouls at that point like come on you got four fouls you barely have to jump and you're touching the rim just take away some space so you're still in it for the fourth quarter the last tip in overtime whatever Feel free to jump in whenever, guys. The West Bracket, Gonzaga, Florida State, should be a good game. 
both long, physical, athletic. Um, the two three Michigan versus Texas Tech. I personally think Michigan's a little overrated. That's just me. But I can't really talk. I picked Buffalo to win this game. I did too. <laughs> yeah, I. I'm on. Yeah, it's funny because I was t- talking to Colt, my brother, yesterday. He picked Michigan to win it. The whole thing. Interesting. So I I have no idea why he he did that, but um, I found that interesting. I don't know too many people that picked Michigan to win the whole thing. So, uh, but. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good games, though, just in the Sweet 16. Yeah, let me keep going. We got Virginia, Oregon. I think Oregon's a big surprise to everyone being there, but, yeah. you know, they've been playing well. Peyton Pritchard's carrying that team, and he's playing real well. Virginia obviously was able to shake past a scare early on against, uh, who'd they play? Um, Gardner-Webb. It was close for, for a little bit. But they pull it out. And then we got the 2-3 matchup, Purdue-Tennessee, which does give me concern picking Tennessee, but I think Tennessee can get it done. Midwest, UNC versus Auburn. I think that Auburn can definitely win that game. And the last game is Houston-Kentucky. Yeah, they're they're all good games. Definitely got to tune in. Um, Thursday and Friday night, starting at 7. Probably going to go till around 11.30. Got to watch those games. I mean, I don't think you'll be disappointed. I think there'll be some real nail biters. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Even though it's a little disappointing that everything's like 1, 2, 3, 4 seed, um, which, like, is what should happen with one of these types of brackets, technically. But, like... We always get some crazy upsets. I had, like, Wofford beating Kentucky and stuff like that. Like, I picked, because I'm like, it's fun to fun to have, like, some of these, like, lower seeds in the Sweet 16. And, like, the fact that Oregon was the, was the only one and they're a 12 seed was a little disappointing. But I was also, like, super proud that I picked Oregon. Yeah. I picked Oregon and, <laughs> and UC Irvine. And then I picked or- Oregon, you know. To, to make it to the Sweet 16. And honestly, Oregon and Virginia are both, like, very good defensive teams. Oregon is, like, on fire right now. I picked Virginia, but I would not be surprised if Oregon lights them up. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm going to say it again. Virginia doesn't impress me, you know? They don't. So, I, we will see what happens. I just want to spring special attention to Wofford, Woford, whatever, however you say it. Lost by six to Kentucky. They were there. They were right there. Yeah, lost to six, lost by six, and their number one three pointer, three point shooter, was zero for twelve on the day. Yeah, Kentucky, Kentucky did play really good defense on him. Yeah. Um, but they, uh, yeah, if he makes one, yeah. one of those, one of, yeah, even one shot, completely different game. Um, Absolutely. Other games that were kind of close. Talked about Tennessee, Iowa gave me some scares. Uh, what else we got? Florida, Michigan, no. Buffalo, Tech, no. Gonzaga. The West was kind of blowout central. All those games were at least a 10 point difference. Uh, Maryland, LSU came down to the wire. Who would have thought? 
Um, and then Duke UCF won on yeah. in the last ten seconds. So we've had some crazy games. Only one overtime, I think. Iowa Tennessee, but uh, it, it's been a good tournament so far. Uh, like you guys said, I am very pleased. But you're right. Cinderella stories are always fun. I mean, who who didn't enjoy the run that Loyola Chicago had last year? Yeah, no one. Even even everybody's brackets that were shattered, like right, because of it. It's still awesome. Yeah. So, or no. or when UMBC beat uh, Virginia last year. That was, that was amazing. Like, come on, you can't. Nothing yeah, else like my, it. I think that year. In one of my brackets, Virginia was my champ. Yeah. And that... it was like the first game, and I was like, yep, <laughs> I'm just, just going to throw this bracket away. Yeah. <laughs> it's done. Um, I will say, I, I believe at this point, everyone in our bracket could still win. Oh, that's good for me. Yes. But in your case, Zay, you cannot win. I don't, because, just because there are people, actually, okay, I might be way wrong, but my thinking is, you're, let's take, for example, you're 50 points behind Cole right now, and he also has Duke winning, so my thinking is, if, like, Duke were to win, he would have more points than you, even though you would have picked the correct champion. But it still depends on the other games leading up. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. I'm like I yeah. I started out like the round of 64 like really worried because I picked a lot of like like some of them were just kind of fun like the Yale one or like some of them I actually believed in like the Yale one and some of them like it was really just like a spur of the moment one like I picked Northeastern over whoever the heck they played uh, and got killed by oh <laughs> Kansas I think because yeah. Kansas I mean we yeah. saw the other day Kansas is not a basketball powerhouse this year. Um, and so I started out, like, I was, like, really worried um, because I was in last place, like, all the way through. I wasn't losing any of, like, the really important ones. And, like, I think on here, yeah, I, I actually, so me and Juliet right now both have, both have still have, like, the, the highest possibility of points left yes so like if all of our picks are perfect which we have opposite we have different picks so like that's not possible for both of us but like right now we both still have the ability to have the most amount of points yeah so i like felt really bad and then i'm like slowly climbing the chart (laughs) You, you know what's crazy about this tournament is that you could have a round of 64 game auburn new mexico Go down to the wire. Auburn wins by one. Two days later, Auburn blows out Kansas by twenty-four. Yeah. Some sometimes it's all about when you catch fire and whether you can survive the storm and get to where you just light on fire and then you're just unstoppable. Auburn's a team that I would qualify as on fire. Oregon, you have to say they're on fire. And they won ten straight. Yeah, and they've all and, done like, it. Came from behind and won the Pac-12. And they did all of that without their best player, Ball Ball, who's like a seven-six freshman, who can yeah. shoot threes. So if you thought Taco Fall was good, 
Ball Ball might be better, and he's not even playing. Yeah, and he, he's actually, he's going to the NBA draft, so, like, his college career is over. Yes. He's just, like, hanging out with the team. Mm-hmm. But Kenny Wooten, I have to give a shout-out, because he is a monster on defense. Oh, my God. What do you have, seven blocks, right? I don't even know. It's it. He is, like, such a force. Yeah, um, he had a big game, for sure. No doubt about it. All right. Um, is there any matchup you guys are looking forward to the most? Um, uh, I really like all these matchups. Yeah, I do too. Um, just because of like the seating, like they're all going to be hard fought games. Um, Florida State's a four seed, but I feel like Gonzaga's going to. I mean, I okay so. I feel like I always underestimate Texas Tech. Like I never, I never really see like what the big deal is with like Texas Tech or Houston, um, even though they're always high seeded. Um, but so for me, uh, the Duke Virginia Tech game's big because it's an ACC matchup. The LSU Michigan State game, I think, uh, mostly because it has a lot of uh, repercussions on some of my bracket <laughs> um and also because of you know how how dangerous lsu is yeah like, they're a mean looking team and then the other one for me um well i think the purdue tennessee game will be really good as oh, all these games are really but i want to see the virginia oregon game because i've kind of i feel attached to the oregon team now after Watching them in the in the Pac-12 tournament and watching them in these two rounds, um, I feel I feel a connection with the Oregon team. All right, but. so Roland is going to be up late on Thursday night watching that game. What about you, Zay? If you if you had to pick uh, one, Zay. Oh, one. But give me a few. Uh, but then give me your best one. Give me a few, okay. and then give me your best one. So I ha- I have three. Purdue Tennessee is going to be a good one. Uh, Auburn, UNC, which you said, Michael, and then Virginia Tech and Duke. But I think the one I want to watch the most is, uh, oh, right. Auburn, UNC. Um, I watched Auburn play the last round, and like you said, Michael, they could shoot so well. Yeah. And if they can shoot, he's going to have some. They're going to have some issues. I think my favorite games are the same as yours, Zay. Obviously, Tennessee, because I need to make sure like my pick is good. Um, Auburn just caught fire. I want to see if they can like keep it going, because a lot of times teams will shoot crazy, and then the next game they just won't shoot well at all. And then I just like Duke has just fun players to watch, so they will definitely... Um, they'll definitely... Uh, be a good watch. So, do you guys have anything else for the pod today? It's kind of short. It's really short. Do you guys have any, like, bold predictions for the next round? Like, of big upsets? I don't, I don't know. If I'm going by my bracket, I do not have any big upsets. The biggest one would probably be Houston over Kentucky. Okay. Um 
But Roland's got me thinking maybe Oregon can beat Virginia. Obviously, I think Auburn can beat North Carolina. I think Texas Tech can beat Michigan. And Tech could beat Duke. So, yeah, that I mean, you could go either way for every single game. All upsets. I think Florida State beats Gonzaga. Ooh, that's all right. That's big. Everyone yeah, kills Roland's bracket, but that's okay. Yeah, I hope not. That's like the only one I'll actively. Well, actually, I also don't want to see Michigan State lose because I want to see them beat Duke. Oh, also, fun fact: John said that he would eat his shorts if Marquette lost to Murray State, and Murray State, led by Ja Morant and a triple double, beat Marquette. So guess what we're going to be asking John for? A video of him eating his shorts. We'll see <laughs> what happens. Did pick Marquette over Murray State? Except for like people from Marquette. I don't know. I, I definitely did not. Like, It seemed like that was like one of those that's like... See, that's the problem. Is All the upsets that we had were like no-brainer upsets. It was like... I mean, the UC Irvine one was probably the most shocking one. That's like, probably the biggest upset of the tournament so, to like, this point. Like I knew Villanova or I knew Oregon was going to beat Wisconsin just because I had seen the way that they played. Yeah, me at too. Pac-12 tournament. I was hoping St. Mary's would beat Villanova, and it was close. Um, but like other than that, all the other upsets that happened were like. Like, no-brainer, like Florida over Nevada. Everybody picked that. I, I don't know I, anyone that, that picked Nevada. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm sure a lot of people did. I mean, I, I mainly picked Florida because I was a Florida fan. Like, I, I had picked Nevada at one point, and then I switched it because I was like, I got to pick my Gators. But I don't know about that. But you're right. The There were no huge... Shocking upsets this year. No 15s beat any 2s. Obviously, no 16s beat 1s. So, definitely a quiet year. And we talked about it last week. Very top-heavy uh, bracket. And I think we're seeing that now, especially in the Sweet 16, being all 1 through 4 seeds, except for Auburn, who's a 5 seed, and Oregon as a 12 seed. Who was yeah. probably under because of how poorly they were playing at the beginning of the season. Yeah, and losing their best player. Yeah, so... Yeah. Alright, well... It's going to be fun. I'm excited. Yes, I am also excited. I'm disappointed that we have, like, a three-day break. Yeah, that's the worst, isn't it? Because I get, like, like, basketballed out when we're sitting there watching game after game. But now I'm, like, sitting here waiting for it to come back. Yeah. So. Um, Was March Madness all your guys' sports moment of the week? It definitely was mine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, specifically the Oregon... UCI game. Okay. <laughs> Probably. Well, yeah, it was mine too. I mean, like I said, it's the best time of the year. You can't beat March Madness. It's just so fun. Um, people, people who don't watch sports watch March Madness. That's how big it is. Charles Barkley on another podcast I listened to, the Adam Lefko show, said, like the Olympics. One of the best sporting events. And then March Madness is right there too. I am paraphrasing, but he's he's basically saying those are like the best sporting events in the world. So, March Madness is great. 
And luckily we still have a few more weeks of it. We will uh, keep you up to date next week about... Uh, what will we'll have the Elite Eight? No, Final Four. Next week we'll have the Final Four, yeah. right? Really? Wow. Yeah. All right. the teams form. Yeah. Right. So next week we'll have the uh, <laughs> final four. Uh, be big. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I go out on a limb. Gonna be really disappointed. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say there will be two one seeds in the final four. I'm counting out Virginia. And. So Gonzaga North. Carolina? No, I, I think Duke will make it, and I think Gonzaga will make it. That's what I'm picking. Gonzaga, North Carolina will lose to Auburn, and Virginia will lose either to Oregon or to whoever the two or three seed, and I think it's Tennessee. So, um, yeah, that's my bold prediction. Two one seeds, and Auburn makes it. That's what I'm picking. Two one seeds, and Auburn's in the final four. And obviously Tennessee, so it's going to be my final four, for the record, <laughs> is go. Duke, Gonzaga, Tennessee, and Auburn. Is this revised, or is that what you have on your bracket? Uh, ooh, I, I think it's revised. My bracket is Duke, Gonzaga, Tennessee, North Carolina. So, okay, only one pick's changing. I'm picking Auburn over UNC. Auburn over UNC. Okay. Say. Uh, changes to mine? It, well, I don't know. If just, you, just give us your final four. If you, you can change it. Um, give us bold predictions. Final four in your bracket, but um, yikes. Um, so I'm gonna go with Duke. I'm going with Tennessee. Go with North Carolina, and the last one's tough. I don't know if I. I don't want to go Gonzaga. Um, I mean, you just said Florida State is going to beat Gonzaga, didn't you? So, so yeah. they'll play either Michigan or... Texas Tech. Texas Tech, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to say Michigan. I'm going to go to North Carolina, Tennessee. All right. Duke, North Carolina, Michigan, Tennessee. What do you got, Roland? What's your final four? Um, yeah, I don't feel like I. I mean, watching Michigan State play in the first round, I feel like I probably shouldn't have them beaten Duke. Um, but then watching them in the second round, I'm like, okay, Michigan State's good. Um, but we'll we'll see. I'm gonna stick with. Uh, the only thing I'm not really sure of is whether or not. Purdue can beat Tennessee this weekend um, is, like, my big, like, what if. Um, I still think that North Carolina is better than Kentucky. So I'm going to go uh, Michigan State, Gonzaga, um, North Carolina, and uh, I'm still going to go Tennessee. So. All right. My phone report is the same as my bracket. Good. All right. So we will see you guys next week. Good luck with your brackets. But here, let's hope some brackets get busted. So enjoy the week. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the March Madness. And we will catch you next week.